Lasting Love Podcast, presented by CoachingWithFroy.com. You've found the place where single adults come for mindful wisdom and insight into how to attract and create healthy, lasting, conscious relationships. And now, here's your host, the owner of CoachingWithFroy.com, number one best-selling author, certified relationship coach, and TV analyst, Roy Biancalana. Well, hey there. Welcome to another edition of the Attracting Lasting Love Podcast. My name is Roy, I'm your host, and do we have a relevant topic today. The title of this episode is What to Do When You're Triggered. (laughs) And it makes me laugh because I don't know about you, but I get triggered a lot, right? And I think most people do, right? We, We can feel insulted or disrespected or... Somebody doesn't notice something that we did or somebody blames us for something. Um, You know, we have reactions all the time. I mean, sort of life unfolds right in front of you, whether it's people, conditions or circumstances, right? Life unfolds right in front of you. It comes in through your senses and sometimes it pushes buttons, right? Life comes in, you see things, you hear things, right? It, it comes in and it, it touches a soft spot. And have you noticed that you, you have little things, you have buttons. It doesn't, what's cool about relationships, even in friendships, is when you get to know someone a little bit, you sort of know what buttons you can push to sort of piss them off or get a reaction out of them, right? So we all get triggered. Like, I don't even want to have a conversation about how to live a life where you never get triggered. Okay, I suppose if you're some sort of enlightened Dalai Lama, you can live in absolute peace all the time and nothing upsets you. You never take anything personal. You never feel disrespected or unwanted or jealous or insecure, right? But I don't want to do a podcast that would apply to about three people on the planet. I want to talk about an issue that affects about the other 8 billion of us that do regularly have reactions to things. And of course, sometimes we have huge triggers, sometimes mild, but we need to talk about what do you do when you're triggered? Okay. Now, before we get to that, we got to even have a more honest little conversation here first. And that is, if you're like me, when you're triggered, sometimes you want the drama. Like, sometimes you want to react, and you want to say something, and you want to defend yourself, and you want to give somebody a piece of your mind, and you don't want to let anybody get away with something they're doing or whatever, and you want some retribution, you want revenge, or you you just want to give, you know, just give somebody a piece of your mind. So there are times when we're triggered where we don't want peace. We don't want to let it go. We don't want to learn how to use it as an opportunity to learn and grow, right? Sometimes we're just pissed off and it's like, no, I'm going to call him up and give him a piece of my name. I'm going to walk in my boss's office and tell him exactly what I think. And I'm, or I'm going to call up my girlfriend or my buddy or, you know, and I, I'm just, I'm just going to react. I'm, 
I'm upset. I'm right about this. I don't care. And we're going to get into it. So the first thing you need to ask yourself, and this is a recurring question, is do I want drama or do I want peace? And that's not an obvious question. That, and it's not a stupid question. I, I mean that really honestly. Sometimes we don't want peace. Sometimes we don't want to let it go. Sometimes we don't want to release. Sometimes we want drama. <laughs> and we want to go back and defend ourselves or get in somebody's face or give somebody a piece of our mind. And that's fine. Really. It's totally okay if you want to react when you're triggered and go on the offensive in some way. Or I could say sometimes when people get triggered, depending on your personality, you might disappear. You might just withdraw, you know, the silent treatment, or you just won't call somebody back for weeks, or you'll just, you know, unfriend them on Facebook or, right? So sometimes when you're triggered, you are reacting passively, or sometimes you can react aggressively. But either one, you're sort of saying, no, I am going to react. I'm going to get into the drama. I'm going to do something about it. They're not going to get away with this. <laughs> okay. And like I said, we can do that passively just by cold shoulder, you know, just ignoring someone or something. Or we can do it aggressively and get in somebody's face and give them a piece of our mind, right? So, But you have to ask yourself the question, you know, from trigger to trigger, each time it happens, you have to ask, am I willing to and do I want to be in peace? Like, do I want to use the process I am going to outline for you? I'm going to give you a very simple five-step process on what to do when you're triggered. But you have to want to use it, right? And sometimes I'm telling you, you're not going to want to. It, it, me too. There are some times where when I get triggered by something, I know I'm triggered. And I know what I could do. I know I could release it and let go. And so I, I know what to do. But sometimes, like, F no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to go give them a piece of my mind. I'm going to go defend myself. I'm going to go say something that I know is going to stir it up. I know it's going to create more drama. <laughs> I know I'm going to get into an argument, right? You can't be in any relationship very long and somebody does something and you know that if you go and you say something back, it's like, oh boy, here we go. Here we go. Round one, right? You're going to get into it, right? So there are times when you're triggered and you know, and you want to get into it. And that's perfectly fine. You can create drama and get in big fights and arguments and road rage and maybe do or say something that you are one day going to regret or maybe one day you just can't come back from what you said or what you did, right? There's a lot of people that stand in court and say, Your Honor, something just came over me. I, I, I wish I hadn't done it, but you know what I mean? So sometimes we get triggered and we lose our minds and we do something. Other times we're triggered and we know we almost say, "No, I'm 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 not letting this one go. I'm going to go I'm going to go create drama." And you do. And and that's fine. 
if you want drama, and sometimes we do. But there will be other times when you actually say, no, I, I don't want drama. I want peace. In fact, I want to learn and grow from my trigger. I want to understand why I'm triggered, maybe how I can deal with that button that keeps getting pushed in me. Like, have you noticed that there's a theme to what you get triggered in? Like for me, I get triggered whenever I feel like someone doesn't notice me, doesn't appreciate like what I have to offer, doesn't see my value, doesn't see that I'm, you know, good at something or right. When, when I'm not recognized, when I'm not when I feel like somebody doesn't doesn't think I'm special, okay? I mean, it's childish. I, I know it. I just admit it. But I'm just being raw and real with you. Whenever somebody says or does something, and I don't, and I feel like they're not thinking I'm special, that they they treat me or say something to where they just think I'm sort of ordinary or maybe even below average or something. Anytime that I feel like I'm not being noticed as being special, I get triggered, okay? I got that big-ass button in me. And, you know, it, it can get pushed all the time. A client decides they don't want to work with me. They want to work with someone else. That can trigger me. You don't think I'm as good as them? Well, I've written three books. They haven't written a single book, right? That's what goes on in my head. That's when I'm triggered as I say stuff like that. Sometimes to the client <laughs> and I create drama, right? So there's, so we all, we, have you noticed that you've got a certain button, a certain thing that gets under your skin? Okay. That's really helpful in this discussion. If you can identify what your theme is, and if you look enough times at when you're triggered, you're going to see that it really, they really form around a central theme. So that's really helpful if you can identify it because then you can play with it. You can use it for your growth as I usually do. Uh, although sometimes when I'm, you know, when my buttons are pushed, no, I just jump in the drama and I make it worse. And sometimes I end up really regretting it. Sometimes I learn lessons the hard way. Sometimes I end up with broken relationships that I need to go back and repair. Okay, so... I'm real human with this stuff, but I have learned that if you actually want peace, there is a way when you're triggered to let it go. There's a process that you can follow. It's just that it doesn't work unless you actually want to use it, <laughs> right? It's like, uh, you know, some sort of owner's manual. Uh, you, you buy something from the store and it tells you how to put it together, right? The, the directions sort of only work if you want to actually use them when you're putting together whatever it is you bought. And it's the same way. I'm going to give you some directions here. I'm going to give you a, a five-step process on what to do when you're triggered. And you can use it whenever you want. And you might use it one day and the next day you're like, no, I'm going to get reactive and I'm going to get in somebody's face or I'm going to just give them the silent treatment and punish them that way. But I'm not letting it go. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to create more drama one way or the other. Fine. We can all do that. Perhaps one day you wake up and say, oh, my God, I don't like drama. I don't want to do that. Like, okay, how, I know I'm going to get triggered because I'm human. How, 
What do I do when I'm triggered so that I, I can get out of the drama? And how can I deal with my buttons to where they're not so easily pushed? <laughs> okay. I often think like we have these buttons inside of us and they they have wires that are connected to us, right? And and the idea is, is there a way to kind of cut the wires to where the button could still get pushed, but it won't create a reaction, right? Because it's disconnected. It's like when you put money in a vending machine, right? You you pull the handle or you push a button, D3, because you want some peanut M&M's. You put the money in there, you push the button, but nothing comes out because there's something wrong with the connection and the buttons. You're pushing the buttons, but it's not sending you the peanut M&Ms. <laughs> so is there a way for that to happen in our psyche where somebody could push a button, but you've disconnected the wires so you don't react anymore? Like, is there a way for me to disconnect the wires of I've got to be seen as special and you've got to notice me? Or I get triggered to where somebody could say something like, Roy, I'm not working with you. I want to go work with that person. I think they're they're a better coach. And I'd be like, that's fine. And just, I have no reaction. Maybe you're right. Maybe they are a better fit for you than me. And I don't get defensive. And I don't walk away feeling like what's wrong with me or... Or I, I don't attack the other coach in my mind. You know, oh, they're no good. That person's going to regret it, right? So... That's the kind of conversation I want to have here is is what to do when you're triggered, okay, if you actually want peace, right? So I really can't emphasize that enough. And you'll find it in your own life, man. You get triggered and no, I know what to do. I know what Roy taught me. I've got it memorized because I'm going to put it in a way that you can remember it so easily. And you're like, nope, F that. I ain't doing it. I'm going to get out my phone. I'm going to text them a missile <laughs> and you're going to create drama. All right, good. Well, then maybe you learn something from all that. But let's talk about maybe on the rare occasion that you or I actually want to um, not have drama. Okay. So let me give you a couple of examples that we can work with. Okay. Something, I guess you could say minor. Right, like somebody won't turn right on red and you just feel triggered, like you're just angry. It happens to me. That's pretty mild, okay? Uh, How about you look on your Instagram page and you see two of your friends posted a picture from last night. They were out at a place having a good time. It looked like they were drinking. They posted a picture and they were out and about and they didn't invite you to come. Can you feel that? Can you feel like, oh, you might get triggered by seeing a couple of your friends that went out and they didn't invite you? Do you see how you could take that personal and get triggered and maybe you're some sort of old button of being abandoned might get pushed or feeling left out or that they don't like you or, you know, or something, right? Okay. Okay. But how about this one? This is the one I want to use. Because I want to give you a really down-to-earth example that when I give you these five, five steps, we can use them in the example and you'll be able to see exactly how it works. Okay? So let me paint you a picture. So you got divorced 18 months ago. 
Okay, let's just say you went through a divorce 18 months ago and your partner fell in love with somebody at work, cheated on you, divorced you, and left you for them. Okay, that was 18 months ago. The divorce is final. You went through all kinds of hell with the attorneys and stuff, but now you're out of it and you're just now getting back into the dating scene. You're just feeling like, all right, I'm going to start over. You know, I'm going to put myself out there. Okay. And lo and behold, you meet someone. You meet someone that's really nice. You're attracted to them, right? You, you like them. You've, you've been on a, a couple of dates, right? And you're, you're clicking, you're connecting. And let's just make this as if I'm talking to you, you're, you're a woman and you're dating this, you're dating a guy and you've been on a few dates and you like each other and it's been going really well. And just two days ago, you decided to take the step and have sex. This is the first person you've had sex with since you've been divorced. And it was a big step, but you felt like this is a good guy. We're connecting. We have a lot in common. There's a lot of chemistry. And you took that choice. Just two days ago, you decided to have sex. And it was great. Okay, It was awesome. Now, it's a Friday. And, of course, you're out to dinner with your guy. Okay? And you're sitting at a table, you know, in a restaurant, bar, you know, just kind of a busy place. It's Friday night and people are everywhere, you know, and people walking around and stuff. And you're at a table and you're having a glass of wine and he's having a drink and you're just chit-chatting and talking and, you know, you're you're noticing people all over the room and there's people everywhere and at the bar and at tables and stuff. So you're you're enjoying each other's company and you're chit-chatting and you're just people watching and you know, grabbing dinner and maybe having an appetizer. And then all of a sudden, this pretty young thing (laughs) walks by your table and you notice your guy totally loses concentration on you and gives her the once-over with his eyes. Right, she walks by, and you see him looking at her butt and checking her out, and it's not like a glance; it's like he's looking at her, he notices her, he's seeing her as he's sitting at dinner with you, and you just had sex for the first time after finding out your husband was cheating on you with somebody at work, okay. Can you feel that you might get triggered by that? <laughs> right? It's like, no, man, big time. I am triggered. Okay? Now, if you want drama, and you could just take your glass of wine and throw it in his face, you asshole, and you could throw a drink in his face and get up and walk out. Right? I mean, you, you could do that. Or maybe you could do the, the five-step process I'm going to talk talk about. But the important point is to notice that you're just sitting there having a good time and you had sex for the first time. You're really trusting this guy. I mean, you're doing great. I mean, everything's wonderful. And then the girl walks by the table and he checks her out and all of a sudden, boom, you, you're like in Triggerville, USA, right? You can feel that your gut just tied up in knots. 
Okay, your just stomach just contracted, kind of fear at the, in your solar plexus came up, and then you had this emotion. It's just this kind of a combination of anger and scare came up, right? And then if you're paying attention, you notice thoughts in your head. Oh my God, is he just like my ex husband? Is he going to cheat on me too? Is he just another guy that I can't trust? That's just gonna take the opportunity to meet someone or or to go with someone ever, whenever he feels like it. Like, am I just in for the same thing again with another guy that's going to be a, a moron. Okay. So that's what can happen when you're triggered and it can happen in the space of about three seconds, right? You see him look and you could flip it around. By the way, if you're a man listening to this, you could flip it around and she checks somebody out. And you just got cheated on, right? And that's kind of raw in you. And you're just now opening yourself up to a woman, right? But your ex-wife cheated on you with her boss or something and left you for that guy. And so you felt, you feel a little vulnerable with that. And you're sitting with this girl and she notices some muscle-bound guy that walks by the table. You know, he's really handsome. You could tell, right? He's ripped. <laughs> and you're like, oh, you, you know, so you could have the same reaction, Okay. So in just the span of a couple of seconds, you go from having the great time to your stomach is in knots and you feel anger and fear and you've got these voice in your head saying, you can't trust this guy, you better run, you know, he's going to be another one that's going to hurt you again and all this stuff, okay? Now, at that moment, you can either act on your trigger and, you know, read him the riot act, yell at him, throw your drink at him. There's all kinds of things you could do. Or in that moment, if you can first recognize that you're triggered, you can deal with it in a completely different way that will not create drama with your guy, but actually might bring the two of you closer together. And here's here's how it would work. And again, in that moment, you have to decide what do you want to do? Do you want drama or you want peace? Do you want to fight and have conflict and, you know, and be upset and just cause a scene kind of, or, or do you want to use it for your growth? Okay. And like I've been harping on, sometimes the answer is going to be, no, I am going to let him have it and walk out or something. Okay. Okay. Let's just say though, you want to use this for your growth. Five-step process. Number one, they're all our words, by the way. Everyone starts with the letter R, so maybe you can remember it easier that way. Okay? The first thing you do when you're triggered is you recognize the fact that you're triggered. This is the hardest part. Believe it or not, it is hard to notice that you're actually triggered because sometimes it happens and you feel so right to feel like you feel. You feel like, oh, he's being so inappropriate. He, he's, that's a wrong thing for him to do. You're, you're so convinced of that. I'm not saying that's good or bad or right or wrong, but he's looking. But you can be so convinced of that. You're like, I'm not triggered. He's an asshole, right? So you, you don't necessarily, it's not easy to recognize to sit there and he's, you see him looking at her up and down and all this stuff just comes up in you, right? The, the sensations in your stomach and the emotions and the thoughts in your head, it all comes up. It's not easy to sit there and say, oh my God, 
I am totally triggered. Seeing him look at that girl is, I'm, I'm, I'm totally triggered. <laughs> That's the hardest thing. To just in that moment, in your own head, nobody knows but you. You're just sitting there and you're like, oh my God, I'm triggered. Oh, I can feel it in my stomach. I can feel my breath changed. I can I feel the anger. I feel the instinct to strike out or walk out. You know, I feel all these all these I, I notice all these thoughts in my head. My my mind is racing right now. My Lord, I am triggered. Okay? And I, I say in my book, a relationship boot camp, it's it's like in that moment the Hulk can appear. <laughs> right? Remember the Hulk, the monster, right? He is like a normal dude, but if he gets angry enough, he, he transforms into this monster and then he destroys everything around him, right? So that's what can happen. So the first step is to not act, to not do anything. You don't say anything. You don't throw a drink in his face. You don't, you don't accuse him of something. You don't call him an asshole. You don't, you don't walk out. You just sit there and you just, in your own head, say, oh, my God, I'm triggered. Oh, can I feel that? He looked at her butt and I can feel it. Okay? Believe it or not, that's the hardest one. If you can do that, now you're starting to be present with what's happening and you're not just letting the feelings come over you and now you're possessed by them. And they're going to make you do and say something that you might regret. And you probably will regret, right? So you can turn into the Hulk. You can just become, you know, possessed by your reaction. And then it just takes control of you. And you say and do things that will probably destroy this new relationship that you're in. Okay. So if you can just recognize it, you're sort of unhooking from the Hulk a little bit. You're just, oh my God, I'm triggered. Okay. Now, the next thing you do, once you recognize you're triggered and you notice that your body is reacting, your mind is racing, the second thing you do is just simple. Just relax. Just relax. What do I mean by that? I mean, don't do anything. Just relax. Like, relax your shoulders. Relax your stomach that's in knots. Relax your jaw. Just physically breathe. Just relax. You're triggered. Makes perfect sense. Given what you've been through in your history and what's occurring right in front of you, it makes perfect sense that your body is going crazy. But you can simply notice that that's happening and relax. You don't do anything. You sort of lean away from it. It's, it's, it's almost like you're watching all the commotion inside of you. It's like, oh my God, I notice the thoughts in my head. I notice all these feelings. I notice my body's contracting. Like, holy crap, look at what's going on inside of me. So you're like in witness consciousness. You're watching the commotion, the turmoil. You're watching yourself be triggered. Okay? Starts by recognizing And then you just relax. You don't jump in. It's sort of like, imagine you're sitting by a pond. 
beautiful summer afternoon, calm winds. You're sitting by a beautiful pond and the water is crystal clear and it's still. That's akin to you sitting at dinner with your boyfriend. You're feeling great. You know, the the divorce is passed. You're with this new guy. You had great sex. You're really believing in the relationship. I mean, the waters are nice and calm. And then you're sitting there by the pond and a leaf falls into the water and it creates ripples. He looks at her butt and it creates some ripples on your pond. In fact, it might create a tsunami on your pond, okay? Now, if you want the pond to go back to being smooth and crystal clear, you don't jump in and try to get the leaf out, do you? If you jump in and try to get the leaf out and smooth out the ripples, you're going to make it worse, right? So if you're sitting there and you notice all the commotion and you want it to go back to peace, you don't jump in and do something, you're going to make it worse, (laughs) right? Makes sense. So what you do is you relax. It's like you just lean away from that energy inside of you. It's like you just give it space. Give Give it space for it to come up. Watch it like you would watch children playing on a playground, just jumping around and cackling and screaming and on the monkey bars and down the slide. You're just watching them. You're you're not getting involved. You're just watching the action. (laughs) Okay? So there you go. You're sitting there. Your guy looks at that girl's butt. You recognize, oh my God, look at the trigger, and then what what do you do? Nothing other than just relax. Relax your body. Don't jump in. Okay? Don't do anything. Just lean away from it. Lean away from everything that's happening on the inside of you. The third step is to release. The third step, what to do when you're triggered, you recognize, you relax, and you release, meaning you let it go. What do I mean by that? It's sort of a little bit like relaxing. Sort of when you're relaxing, you're releasing. You're just leaning away from the energy. You're, you're, you're watching it, but you're not acting on it. You're not jumping in the pond trying to smooth it out or something. You're not trying to fix it. You're not giving them a piece of your mind. All recognizing, relaxing, and releasing is all happening within seconds and he knows nothing about it. There's nothing verbal going on right now. If this is all inside of you, you're just sitting there noticing, oh my God, he looked at her butt, I'm triggered. And then you're like, oh, relax, relax. Relax your stomach for a second. Take a breath, right? Lean away. Don't, don't say anything. Don't, don't react. Don't jump in. Don't don't let the trigger take you over. Lean away from it and just watch the commotion for a second. And then let it go. Imagine that you're in a tug of war with an entire football team. So it's you against them. Think of the struggle, right? You're holding on for dear life. But if you want to end the struggle... All you have to do is let go of the rope. <laughs> Just open your hands and the struggle is over. So in a sense, when you're triggered, all you got to do is release, open your hands. And I actually mean this literally. So now imagine you're sitting in this bar, right? Imagine the situation. And 
you're having a great time. And he looks at her butt and then you get triggered and you recognize it and you just relax. You're kind of leaning away from it. Just like, I don't mean literally, I mean sort of metaphorically, you're not acting on it, right? And then sort of on the table or under the table, you just take your hands, you put your palms up to the sky and you just open your fingers. Like you're just relaxing your hands. You're just releasing, like I'm letting it go. It's like, I'm yeah, I'm just opening my fingers. Like I'm let like I'm metaphorically letting go of it. I'm not holding on. I'm not struggling with it. I'm not fighting it. It's there, it's happening. But I'm I'm really just letting go. You you have to try this. It's unbelievable. It really does work. When you're triggered, your body's gonna contract, it's gonna get tense and and if you notice when you're triggered, you know, your stomach's going to be in knots, but your hands are going to be probably almost balled up in a fist <laughs> because you're wanting to react because you're angry because you're feeling insulted or disrespected or unseen or, you know, not appreciated or not noticed for being special. And you, you're going to want to be in like fight or flight, depending on your personality. Fight, your hands are going to want to get into a fist, right? Flight, you might just want to run, but either way. It's a simple thing to physically open your fingers, open your hands, under the table, on the table, in your lap. Nobody knows what you're doing. You're just opening your hands. But to you, what you're doing is you're letting it go. You're like, I'm not jumping in on this. I'm not going to say something right now when I'm triggered. I'm not going to give him a piece of my mind right now. I'm not going to throw the drink in his face. I'm not going to run out and hide. I'm, I'm not deciding that after this date, I'm never going to call him again. And, and he'll never even know why, and that's good. He'll never even know why I disappeared on him because he's a cheater, and he's going to cheat like my husband. No, so you're not doing any of that. You're letting it go. You're just opening your fingers, and you're releasing. Okay. That takes the span of maybe 10 seconds, literally, just 10 seconds, not even that. You recognize you're triggered, you relax your body and your breath and your stomach for a moment, you sort of lean away, I'm not going to jump in, I'm not going to try to smooth out the ripples, I'll just make it worse if I take action right now, and then I'm just going to open my hands. And another thing that you can do I take this from the movie The Green Mile. Remember with Tom Hanks and um, the guy's name was Michael Clark Duncan. I think he's passed away since. But he was a death row inmate. And if you haven't seen the movie, it's a great movie, by the way, okay? But in The Green Mile, the death row inmate has this special ability to to, to sort of take in other people's pain into his body. And, you know, it's a Stephen King novel, right? So it's a little bit mysterious and a little weird and a little out there. But he can actually take in the pain and suffering of others. And when it reaches a certain point in the movie, he sort of opens his mouth and he exhales and all these flies come out of his mouth, right? All this, all this, all this pain, all the, and, and, and they're like flies, they're little black little creatures, come out of his mouth and so he's exhaling the debris he's exhaling the pain he's he's exhaling um 
all of it, right? It, and that's another thing you can do in the releasing phase. You open up your fingers and maybe you take a big deep breath and you breathe in all of your trigger, all of the thoughts and the anger. And you just breathe and you take a big deep exhale and you send it out of you. I'm releasing you. I'm, I'm releasing the demons. <laughs> I'm releasing, you know, the Hulk. Right? So I'm opening my hands and I'm, I'm breathing, letting go of the junk, letting go of the trigger and everything there. Okay? Now, at that moment, you're going to feel a shift. Okay? You recognize what's happening. You relax and you release and you will notice the pond is becoming still again. You're going to feel that the trigger is releasing. You still know that he looked at her butt, but it's not going to have a big charge to it. It's, it, it's going to have lost a little of its momentum, a lot of its negative charge, a lot of its rage, a lot of its... The trigger will be gone. Okay? You're going to be in a much more calm, relaxed, and centered place when you do the first three R's. And if you're not, it's just because you haven't done the first three R's. You really haven't done them. You might have thought of them, but you didn't actually do them. You didn't recognize and tell yourself, oh my God, you're triggered. And you didn't actually relax and lean away from it and just watch it. Just be, just watch it like, wow, look at the crap going on inside of me right now. Woo, I'm a mess right now. And you didn't actually release. You didn't really open your hands and, and take an exhale and let it all go. Because if you do, you're going to feel a shift. A significant shift. And once that happens, you can go on to step four. And step four is report. Report. Here's what I want to say. If you want to be close to the person that's triggering you, if that relationship matters to you, and in this case, obviously it does. He's your boyfriend or she's your girlfriend. If it matters to you, maybe it's your boss, maybe it's a sibling, maybe it's your kid said something, maybe your best friend, something happened that triggered you and you feel the trigger, you recognize it, you relax, you release. And if this is concerning someone that means something to you and you want that, you want a relationship, then you have to report to them what just happened. So let's go back to our scene at the restaurant. Okay? You're sitting there and this, all this happens. Now you're not going to report to him what's happening when you're triggered because then you're going to just, you're going to be getting into it and you're going to create more drama. It's, you've done your own work and it might only take 10 seconds, but you've done your own work to let this go. You're still going to talk about it with him, but you're, you're not going to talk about it with him from being triggered. You're not going to talk about it with him in the mess. You're going to be talking about it after you've let the mess go, 
after all that energy that came up in you has been allowed to pass through. It came up, you leaned away, and it went. You, you released it through your hands, through your breath. Maybe you move your body a little bit, and it's gone. And now you're back in a kind of a calm, centered place, or at least much more calm and centered than you were a second ago when you were all stirred up on the inside and you just wanted to throttle him. Okay? So that's the key. Once you are back in a place of equanimity and you're a little bit more centered, if the relationship means something to you, then you need to tell them what happened. That's And that's what I mean in other podcasts where I've talked about being authentic, about being candid, right? I did a whole series of podcasts on communication, which was to share your inner truth, right? To share your experience. What's going on in Royville? If I want to be close to my wife and something happens, she does something inadvertently or she purposely tries to push a button and it works, (laughs) And my and I get uh, I I push my buttons and I get I'm triggered by something before I just yell at her and strike back and try to push one of her buttons and get into a big fight. I can recognize what happened in me. She doesn't know I'm even doing it. I can recognize it. I can relax. Stay away from it, Roy. Just stay away. Don't get involved. Just lean back. Just watch it. Wow, dude, are you stirred up by that comment? She said X, Y, or Z, and you are your body sensations. You have this emotion. Your mind is wanting to fight back and it's saying, how dare she say something like that to me? What about what she did last week? Okay, you, you notice it. You're watching it like watching kids on a playground, and you're just amazed at it. It's like, whoa, holy crap, am I triggered? Okay, and then I just relax, Whew, take a breath. Open your fingers, let it go. Ah, okay, I'm back, right? So maybe in the span of 10, 15 seconds, I went nuts and got all stirred up, but now I'm back. And then I say, honey, I got to tell you what just happened over here. So back to the restaurant, you're sitting there and you've done all that. And now you're grounded a little bit, okay? And you say to your boyfriend, Joe, I got to tell you what just happened over here when you looked at her butt. (laughs) And you're like, oh my God, that triggered me. When you looked at her, you looked at her up and down. It brought back all of my pain from my divorce. I mean, my stomach went in knots. I felt angry. I felt scared. I noticed a voice in my head saying, I can't trust you. You're going to be just like my ex-husband. You're going to cheat on me just like him. And my the voice said, you need to get out of here right now. You need to run because you can't trust this guy as far as you can throw him. That's what happened over here just now. And I wanted you to know that. I just want you to know what happened over here. Notice that you're not blaming him for anything. You're just revealing what happened when he looked at her butt. You're just reporting. Oh my God, that this is what happened over here. Because you know in your rational mind that 
the both of you have been looking at people during dinner all the time. Right? And and it doesn't mean he's going to cheat on you because he notices a girl with a nice butt. Chances are, if you look at her butt, you say, yeah, it's pretty nice. <laughs> right? So it's, he didn't do anything wrong. He's just a guy, and he sees a beautiful woman, and he, and he notices her. That, 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 the idea that you can go on a date and, like, you will never take your eyes off your partner, and you have to make eye contact 100% of every second so that the other person never gets triggered, well, that's insane. You can't do it. But it also doesn't mean anything that he just, all it means is he looked at her. It doesn't mean he's going to cheat on you. It doesn't mean that he's a cad or that he's a liar. That, that's your buttons being pushed from your past. So you, you, can, you make yourself scared that way. You, you can make it mean that. But in reality, you're, there's nothing to blame him for. He didn't do anything wrong. He just noticed somebody walking past the table. Okay? Do you get that? Now, I suppose if he stood up and he said, can I have your phone number? You got a great ass. And I would like to spank it. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Well, then, okay, that's a different story. Then you walk away because this guy obviously is not a one-woman man. So I'm out, right? But you get what I'm saying? He just looked at her. And you don't know what he was thinking. You don't know anything. You just notice it. Your buttons got pushed. And so if you want to be close to him, you have to tell him what happened or her. You have to tell your partner, hey, when you said that, I can do it with my wife. Hey, babe, when you said that comment, let me tell you what happened over here. My body had this reaction. I had this emotion. I had these thoughts going through my head. And wow, it was a mess over here right now. Now, given that information, she might have something to say about what she said. She might say, you know, oh, well, I didn't mean it that way. Let me clarify what I was saying. Or she might say, well, thank you. I I, I didn't mean for you to take it that way, but I can understand that you felt that. It, It makes perfect sense to me. Um Right. So in the restaurant, when you say this to the guy, he's going to say something back. Right. He could say, oh, wow, I actually I, I did look at her and that and given your history, I, I totally understand you feel that way. Um, I frankly right now feel scared that you're not going to be able to trust me because I really care about you. And so when you tell me that what happens over here is. My stomach just did a flip-flop, and I feel scared, and I'm having the thought that, oh my God, I hope this doesn't, I hope, I hope it doesn't ruin our relationship. Right? He could say that. He could say you're being a neurotic mess, in which case you might want to throw the drink in his face and, you know, walk away, <laughs> right? But in other words, you're going to report, and you're not blaming him. You're not saying, you made me feel this way. No, he didn't. He just looked at someone and you made yourself feel that way based upon your history. There's no judgment. Of course you're going to have that reaction, right? It's just that he didn't do it. He didn't get inside your body and make your stomach do this. And he didn't make you feel an emotion. Nobody can make you feel an emotion. You're the only one who lives in there. You're in charge of your emotions. You feel them. You create them. 
He didn't make your mind start saying, you're just like my husband and you're going to cheat on me too. He just looked at her and all of that happened in you, mostly because you probably haven't let go of all the pain of the divorce and it's still there. And so the button got pushed, right? So you're not blaming him. You're just saying, I just want you to know me. I want intimacy with you, which means I just want you to know who I am and what happened. And you're not asking him, I want to make an agreement that you will never look at another woman's butt again, especially when you're with me, because you have to act a certain way to where I never feel vulnerable and I never feel insecure. No, that's codependent. It's not even possible to do, right? And you don't want your partner, you don't want to ask your partner to take responsibility for your buttons and have to walk on eggshells around you, right? You you know that's not appropriate, right? You can't make that kind of agreement. And and he couldn't fulfill it. Even if he wanted to, he couldn't fulfill that. Because there's not even a thought. When a pretty girl walks by, it's not like you, or or a a great-looking man, it's not like you make some cognitive choice to look at them. You just see beauty. It's like when you see a beautiful sunset, do you decide to look at it or, or are you just drawn to it? It's like, oh, wow, it's beautiful, right? It, it just doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean you're going to get cheated on. It just means your buttons are pushed because the old pain is still in you, okay? But when you recognize, relax, and release, some of the old pain is being released. The button is not as big anymore, Every time you act when your buttons are pushed and you react and you create more drama, you make the button bigger. You make the pain bigger. But every time you just recognize what's happening, you lean away from it, you relax, you give it some space to, for that, that energy just to move through you and you release it, you open your hands, you, you, you exhale, you breathe, right? It's like the button gets smaller in you. That insecure button gets smaller. That I'm vulnerable button gets smaller. The pain that you were holding on to, a little bit of it gets released, right? And then the next time that button gets pushed, if you act on it, you strengthen it. But if you again practice the five R's, because the last R is repeat, (laughs) recognize, relax, release, report, and repeat when necessary, which would be about every day, okay? The more you you respond to a trigger like this, the next time the trigger is not as strong. And if you keep doing that around your trigger, like for instance, whenever I don't get noticed, whenever I feel someone disrespects me and doesn't think I'm special and makes a comment or does something that... that you know, that doesn't honor me or, you know, doesn't make me feel like I'm, yeah, like I'm special, doesn't see me. Whenever I act on that and create drama, I make the button bigger. But every time I feel it, like, oh boy, that client decided to work with someone else. Or back in the day, that girl said she didn't want to give me her phone number. She's not recognizing me. That that could really trigger me. When a girl turned me down, that could trigger me. What what better way to tell a guy you're not very special than I don't want to go out with you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Even though it's not personal, 
I took it personal, right? So every time something like that happens and I just notice that I'm triggered by it, I can feel it like, ooh, Roy, aren't you? You're triggered by that, man. Ooh, relax. Don't say anything. Don't do anything. It's not about them. Just lean away from it. Just watch that. Just watch all that neurotic crap come up in you. Just watch the body get triggered. Watch the emotions. Watch your mind start racing and telling stories and defending yourself and blah, blah, blah. Just watch it and then let it go. Release. Open your hands. Take a breath. Let it all go. When I do that, that button is smaller now. And the next time somebody doesn't recognize me, I won't have as big a reaction to it. And if I keep doing it, there may come a time where someone really insults me and says, your books suck. I wouldn't work with you if you were the last coach on earth. And I just hear that and nothing happens. And I'm like, holy crap, that button's gone. Because back in the day, oh my Lord, that would have upset me for a month. I would have been calling my friends, telling them what that person said to me. Can you believe it? I'd be wanting them to tell me, oh, Roy, it's not true. You are great. I'd be telling my wife and asking her to hero me and make me feel better. But now it's like, now it just, it kind of came in and went right through me. There was no button to be pushed. It went right through. It didn't hit anything inside of me. Wow. That's that's how you let that's how you go to where you don't have buttons to get pushed anymore. You just recognize, relax, release, report, repeat, 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 and before long you're not triggered by the same stuff you were triggered by before. You're free. Okay? So that's what you do when you're triggered. You recognize it. You relax and stay away from it. Keep your hands off of it. Right, you got hands on the inside of you. You know what I mean by that? <laughs> something happens, you put your hands on it. Oh, oh I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to say something. I'm going to write an email. I'm going to send a nasty text. I'm going to get it. Right? No, you, you, you don't touch it. You're triggered. The energy's coming up inside of you. You don't touch it. You relax. And then, in fact, open your hands. Breathe. Breathe it away. Exhale it out. Let it go. Wiggle your body. Move a little bit. Just It's just energy that's stirred up in you. That's all a trigger is. It's old pain from the past that's in there, and it's it's it was dormant, and it just got ignited. It just came to life, and it's just energy, and it's like a beach ball that wants to come to the surface. Just get out of its way, and it will come to the surface, and it will to surface, and it will release all on its own. Keep your hands off of it. Relax. Release. And then if you want to be close to the person, tell them what happened. (laughs) This is what happened over here just now when you did that. (laughs) You said that. No, 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 it's not your fault. No, it's great. Actually, thank you. It gave me a chance to work on one of my buttons. Because you might tell that guy at dinner, you know, one of my big buttons is I feel insecure. I feel really insecure and really vulnerable in relationship right now. You know this is the first relationship I've had since I've been divorced, and I'm scared. That's the truth about me. I'm scared, baby. I'm scared of getting hurt again, but here I am. I'm not walking away. I'm not making more of this than I need to. In fact, I'm telling you about it. I want you to know me, that I'm a neurotic, insecure mess. (laughs) Right? That's, 
That's the truth about me. I have some of my good qualities. Oh, I got some of that. Chances are, if you do that, you're going to create a deeper connection with your guy because you just revealed your vulnerable heart. And if he cares about you, he's going to be like, oh, baby, I totally get you. I didn't look at her with those kinds of eyes. Those eyes are reserved for you. And you could end up with a better relationship if you recognize, relax, release, and report. But if you act on it, you scream at them, or walk out, or do some passive-aggressive thing, you're going to create more drama, and maybe you just sabotaged a relationship that really had a future. But now it's got no future, because you got triggered, and you let the trigger turn you into you know, Hulk, and there you go. So I'll stop there. That's what you do when you're triggered. If you want peace rather than drama, (laughs) you recognize, you relax, you release, you report, and you repeat as necessary. All right? I hope that helps you. And if you want to talk about this, you know, that's what I'm here for. I want to work with people that, that want to learn how to handle their triggers and how to let go of the buttons that get pushed so that they can live in harmony and peace and they can trust, they can open their hearts to relationships, right? This is the kind of work that you got to do. And I'm here. Um, You can get my books. We can work one-on-one. There's all kinds of options for me to support you in the path of growth that I just described. All right, until next time. I uh, wish you all the best in your pursuit of intimacy. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Attracting Lasting Love with Roy Biancalana. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with anyone you think might benefit from listening. Check out our website at coachingwithroy.com and tune in every week for more insights and wisdom on creating healthy, lasting, conscious relationships.